0: Welcome everybody the first ever Peebs cast uh, here to talk to you guys about Super Bowl 55 uh, first of all I just want to thank you guys for for listening I'm uh, really excited to do this um, of course you guys all know that I'm really passionate about football and uh, just something I want to want to kind of put out there and you know really kind of break it down and and discuss things and have some really fun conversations so I'm really excited about that and you know thank you guys for for tuning in, uh, so let's just get let's just get to it. Uh, got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tomorrow in Super Bowl Fifty Five kicks off at six thirty Eastern Standard Time. Really excited about it. It's been a crazy season. Uh, at the beginning, I I wasn't sure if you know we were even going to get to a Super Bowl. Uh, to be honest, I was just happy that we were going to have any sort of football. Um, so the fact that you know we're a night away from some sort of normal, just kind of feels a little bit more normal, uh, at least to me. So um, I got the butterflies going. I, I've always had the butterflies going when it comes to the Super Bowl and just thinking about you know championships and and what it takes to get there. So you know, really excited to to watch the game and I'm looking forward to breaking it down with you guys. So you know, let let's get that going. So uh, tomorrow, you know, it's supposed to be seventy three degrees seventy three degrees in Tampa. Um, but really strange um something i don't know a lot of people know is that it's supposed to rain almost the entire night with some thunderstorms there in tampa um so one one thing that immediately caught my attention was you know the field conditions you know how how much are they going to be able to protect the field um just in general and i mean that could be a, a big factor in the game I, it's supposed to be clear when it kicks off but um it's supposed to be like 7 or 8 hours uh, of rain um and depending on how much they get, it uh, could p- play a huge factor in uh, kind of deciding, you know, who it favors. And I'll, I'll be honest, I think it favors Tampa Bay. Um, we'll kind of get more into that here in a minute. But, you know, Kansas City's known for flying around, having basically a track team on offense. So it's it's going to be interesting if that plays a factor. But all that aside, um, let's talk about the Kansas City Chief offense. Um Man, are they dynamic. They really can put up points. They can put them up in a hurry, obviously led by Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's just unbelievable. Uh, this guy's, you know, came out of nowhere, Texas Tech, and, you know, he, he's he's found a way to really get it done. And, and not only that, I mean, people are already throwing around the baby goat at him. And, of course, he's going against the the real goat and uh, Tom Brady. Um, Who's timeless. I mean, this guy, this is his 10th Super Bowl. This is no stranger to him. Um, home second Super Bowl. It, it, it's going to be real interesting. But taking a look at it, just kind of breaking it down. And, um, you know, Kansas City scores a lot of points, obviously. But one that thing that's really interesting is, you know, this season, including the playoffs, they have scored 30-plus points, um, which they're sixth most uh, in points per game the, in the NFL. They're first in yards per game. And they also have the third best third down conversion. And, of course, when you look at the points, you always look at third downs. You know, they're, they're converting. They're staying on the field. Um, they're spending a lot of time on the field and, and picking apart some defenses and making them uh, sit out there. So, um, to me, those two go hand-in-hand, hand, scoring points and being successful on third down. That's a big deal. Let's get to this Mahomes guy. I mean, this guy is on the cover of Madden uh, last year. I mean, he's defied just about everything that you can, you know, in his his first three years in the league. You know, uh, sat behind Alex Smith uh, for for a season, um, comes in and I believe it's 2017 and just starts, you know, ripping up the league. Um, he's 44 and nine in his career right now, including the playoffs. Can you imagine starting off your NFL career 44 and nine? He's not even double digits in losses. He's played, well, I, I said three seasons. I think it's, it might be four um, playing. Um, but this year, this is another crazy stat, is that he's thrown the ball 588 times and has only put six interceptions out there. So he doesn't put the, put the ball in, in harm's way very often. Um, and that's going to be a key point to this game, I think, um, as – You know, as we kind of look at this, of course, you know, it's such a cliche cliche thing to say, you know, turnovers is going to dictate, you know, how you do in a game and and things like that. And he really doesn't turn over the ball that often. Um, So we'll we'll kind of get into that. But, um, you know, his season was 38 touchdowns, six interceptions. Um, He averaged 316 yards per game, which was the first in the NFL. I mean, shocker, if you were to ask who's thrown, you know, the most yards. Uh, per game in the NFL, I think he'd be the first one to jump out there. But it's not all Mahomes. It's not all him. You know, he, he's got some great weapons. You know, Tyreek Hill coming off a, a season where he's had 87 catches for uh, over 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, um, and really hits a big play. I mean, this guy, you know, they call him the cheetah, and that's exactly what he is. He blows the top off of these defenses. I um, mean, he scares you to death with his speed um and he's really good at route running too I mean he'll put a couple moves on you make you think that he's going deep and he'll hook up at about 20 yards and, and make some of those catches, which is not a shocker that his um, yards per yards per catch average is 14.7 yards for this year. Um, the guy's a playmaker he makes a lot of really really big plays um, and it's very very it's very curious uh, you know how how he gets that done and how he's really developed into a really good route runner um, and then you got this guy. Uh, Travis Kelsey um, when you when you think about you know tight ends you don't think that they're going to have you know normally more catches than a receiver but that's exactly what he's got he's got 105 catches um, 1,416 yards which is most ever for a tight end 11 uh, touchdowns and he's he's not he's no slouch in making the big play himself 13.5 yards per care uh yards per catch um guy's a stud absolutely stud um you know, playoffs, he's, he's had a great playoff run, 25 targets, 21 catches, uh, 227 yards and three touchdowns. Um, he's just ridiculous. But Tyreek Hill, I think, is going to be the one where Tampa Bay is absolutely not going to let him get going. Um, these guys played in week 12, and Tyreek Hill had their way, had his way with them. Um, he really did. He had, uh, let's see, 13 catches for 264 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, that's a four-week span for some receivers. And he did that uh, almost in a half against Tampa Bay uh, when they jumped out to a 17-point lead in, in, in Week 12 against Tampa Bay. So um, I can guarantee you Tampa Bay is thinking about, we cannot let this guy get going. We, we cannot let him get some big plays on us. we got to shut him down. Um, that's what I would be thinking, and I, I think there's going to be a big emphasis on not allowing Tyreek Hill to get some big plays. Now, that's a lot easier for me to say it, sitting here at my, at my table, um, than it is for Tampa Bay when they line up against him on, on Sunday, but um, you know, they're, they're going to have their work cut out for him, and, and I don't think they're going to be shadowing a corner on him or anything like that. I think it's going to be a real group effort. I think you'll see a lot of uh, safeties over top of him, uh, playing some underneath. Uh, bracket coverage, um, not allowing him to really get loose. But that brings me to my point. It's almost with Kansas City, it's pick your poison. And Travis Kelsey, if you're concentrating on Tyree Hill not blowing the top off, if you're worried about that happening, you're going to have Travis Kelsey underneath. You're going to have him in the seam of, of that defense. Um, and I think, um, and listen to me when I say this, I think he's going to have a big game. I think Travis Kelsey, I think he scores the first touchdown of the Super Bowl. And I think he, he might be, if Mahomes doesn't get it, I, I'll be shocked if Travis Kelsey doesn't get it if Kansas City wins. Um, I think the game is going to go through him and how successful Tampa Bay is at limiting these guys. Um, I, w- it, I, I think it's fine if they get a lot of catches. Um, and, I, and it's crazy when you hear me say that, you know, let, allow a guy a lot of catches. But the thing that Kansas City does is they live off the big play. And if you go back and you watch that Week 12 game against Tampa Bay, they, they lived and died on that big play. And when Tampa Bay started shutting them down in the second half, you know, it, it really got a little tight for them. And, and Tampa Bay worked their way back into that game. So um, I think that's something to really kind of keep your eye on. Um, there's some other factors too that we'll 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 talk about here in a second, but I think that's going to be the biggest uh, the biggest key is uh, for Tampa Bay not allowing the big play, um, limiting Tyree Kill. Um, yeah, give him some catches underneath, but come up and make the tackle. Um, he gets frustrated if he doesn't get off and make the big play. And um, same thing with Kelsey. You got to be physical with that guy. Cannot let him run down the middle of your defense and and take advantage of you. So. Um, that, that's going to be a, a, a big thing. Um, as far as Tampa Bay goes and, and how they match up with Kansas City's offense, um, you know, they, when you look at the entirety of the year, I think, I, I don't think it tells the full story of how they're playing now. Uh, their pass defense, um, averaged 246 yards per game, which is 21st. So when you think about that's the bottom half of the league, really, um, so that's, you know, that's concerning when you look at it on paper. But it's really, you know, NFL's, what have you done for me lately? It's where are you, are you peaking at the right time? And they're coming off a game where they, they played a really dynamic offense themselves and uh, the Green Bay Packers, and they really kind of shut that offense down. Um, they forced Rodgers into three interceptions. Um, they sacked him five times and eight QB hits. So they, they did not let uh, Rodgers get comfortable at all. You know they they really really um, got after him. So that's kind of where I'm I'm looking at this thing. And you know if you look at the entirety of the season, I think you say, oh man, uh, Kansas City really has a, uh, an advantage in in that pass in that passing game. But um, if you look more, what have, what have you done for me lately? Um, Tampa Bay's really lo- locked that in a little bit. And and one thing for me that would be concerning for Kansas City and. You know, not a lot of people are talking about this, but they they lost their starting left tackle, Eric Fisher, with a torn Achilles uh, towards the end of that Buffalo game. And, you know, Tampa Bay's defensive line is probably the strength of their defense. Um, You know, they they can get after you. They can get after the quarterback. Um, They have six guys. Let's see, six guys with more than uh, three sacks. So they can, I mean, they, they don't just have one guy, they don't depend on one pass rusher, they don't depend on two pass rushers. They can really get to you in a bunch of different ways and with a bunch of different people. So when you when you look at trying to okay, who do I need to slow down? You know, they, they get to you as a unit. They 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 get to you as a unit and they also blitz uh thirty eight percent of the time, which is the fifth fifth most. Um, you know, when you think about okay, who might who's leading them with sacks? Of course you got, you know, Pierre Paul JPP, he's right there with nine and a half. But you got uh, Shaquille Barrett with eight sacks. You got Devin White with nine sacks, um, and that kind of attributes to those blitzes that I'm talking about. But you know he's right there in the middle of that defense, and they're sending him, and um, he's making plays. He's got 16 quarterback hits, so uh, even when he doesn't get there, I mean he's getting close. Um, and he's got a forced fumble on uh, on the stat sheet as well, so uh, he gets there, he's looking to make a turnover. Um, and the one thing that I think that should be concerning on the flip side is how Patrick Mahomes has handled the Blitz all season. Uh, I mean, this, if I look at this, it would just scare the crap out of me as Tampa Bay's defense. Mahomes has 13 touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 134.2 rating against the Blitz this year. So you look at that and say, okay, Tampa Bay, they can rush the passer, but they Blitz a lot, but Mahomes is good against the Blitz. Um, but again, you know, they're they're not going to be with their their starting left tackle, and and that's really kind of where you build your offensive line around. Um, they they do have a really good center, uh, but where I think one matchup, when you take a look at it, is going to be Andrew Wiley. Um, he's one of their guards, and uh, you know he he seems to be the weak point that kind of stands out in there. Um, and what's going to be curious to me as the course of the game goes on. Um, so his, his rating is 54.9, and that's out of 100 on Pro Football Focus. And I can guarantee you, mark my words, and Dama Kung Su is going to line up right over this dude, and he's going to get after him. And Dama Kung Su can get after the passer now. I mean, he, he he's a little bit older, uh, but he's a, he's a seasoned vet, and he knows how to use his hands. He knows how to use the proper technique, and he's got six sacks. He can get after him. So what's going to be curious to me if Indomie Su starts winning some of those one-on-one matchups, if they're trying to help out that, that left tackle uh, with Fisher being out, and Indomie Su starts getting some pressure up the middle, and then you know it's going to be who do they decide to help? They decide to help Wiley, or they do continue to try to help uh, you know Eric Fisher's replacement, and you know that I think that to me that's going to be the key to the game if you can get Patrick Mahomes off his spot, you know, every, you know, yeah, he, he can move around with his feet and everything like that. But if you look to last year's Super Bowl, you know, against the 49ers, that, that three and a half quarters, they were, they were on him. He, he was not comfortable. He looked nervous. Um, he, he was kind of erratic for, for a while. And then, you know, of course he turns it on there at the end, but that's going to be interesting to me. To me, that's going to be where it's won. Uh, if they're able to get to Mahomes, if they're able to, you know, get pressure in his face, and to me, the biggest thing is I don't think you want to really blitz your guys. I mean, Mahomes will start to kill you. He can make a quick decision, see see who's coming. You're not going to really confuse him, you know, with the blitz. But you're going to have to get to them, get to him with four guys. I do think with the offensive line being where it's at for Kansas City, I I, I do like that matchup with Tampa Bay. I think they will be able to get to him. But don't think that Andy Reid hasn't been sitting on this for two weeks knowing his left tackle's out, knowing what a great pass rush that Tampa Bay has. Um, You know, earlier when I talked about explosive plays, Tampa Bay has really lived on that. They have 15 touchdowns uh, of 20-plus yards this season. Um, Tampa Bay's defense has given up the uh, 10th view of of, of explosives, you know, the 20-plus yards. Um, They're also top 10 against play action. Um, which is usually a way that you try to slow down a pass rush. You know, to try to get the running game going a little bit. Use that play action. Use some screens. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tyreek Hill. Um, and that's why I said it's okay if he, he makes some catches, but you got to limit him. Um, and same thing with Kelsey, because they use him in the screen game as well. And, you know, some of these middle screens. You know, there was a co- uh, play a couple of years ago that they faked, like, two or three screens. And then turns out they that uh, Travis Kelsey right in the middle of the field one on one with the cornerback. Um they'll do anything that they can to try to slow down the, the these pass rushers. And they do it a lot of different ways, uh horizontally, vertically, uh moving the pocket, making it very unpredictable where you can where you can come from. So, um I, I, I guarantee you we're gonna see a lot of that early. And when you look at, you know, their game plan against Buffalo that really worked. You you saw a lot of three step drop, you know, slants, hitches, um Things like that, where they got the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands quick, um, because they knew Buffalo also had a had a good pass rush. I do think Tampa Bay is better, um, but they they were effective in slowing that down. So um, it's going to be real curious, you know, uh, what they do there. So I'm uh, I'm excited about that matchup. I'm really, uh, you know, everybody wants to talk about these big name players, and I mentioned Travis Kelsey having a big game. You know, Patrick Mahomes. You know what he does against a blitz. His his yards, you know, per game being first, you know, he, he throws all these touchdowns. He never makes a pick. This game is going to be decided in the trenches. Mark my words, it's going to be decided in the trenches. Uh, when Kansas City has the ball, are there is Tampa Bay able to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes with four guys? Can they keep Can they keep guys in coverage and get after Patrick Mahomes with four guys? You know, when you look back in the season, they only lost two games. But one of those games was against the, the Las Vegas Raiders. And a big portion of that game, they only rushed three guys. Three to four guys, they were able to get to Patrick Mahomes, and they played coverage. And Patrick Mahomes started to force it a little bit. Um, and, of course, um, the flip side is that is that you got to score points on the other side. When you stop Patrick Mahomes, you have got to score points on the other side of the football because if you – if you only kick field goals, you're just begging for him to beat you in, in the fourth quarter. And he, he's, he's going to come alive at some time. He will. Patrick Mahomes will come alive at some time. And what have you done while you limited him is going to be the story of what position am I in when he, when he comes alive. Because you're not going to hold him down the entire game. I don't care if it's three and a half quarters. Obviously, that did not work last year. I'm still bitter about that, by the way. I'm still real bitter about that. But nonetheless, um, you're not going to hold him down. Um, so you got to score points on the other side of the ball, and you got to you got to start making him force himself and and get comfortable, making him feel like he's got to go and score. You got to be aggressive against these guys, and um, I'll, I'll talk about that here a little a uh, little bit later. But you know the, the, this matchup in the interior of the line uh, with Andrew Wiley of the Chiefs and Indomit Su and also a guy who's who's healthy now is uh, Vita Vea. Um, he, he, he's only playing about five games, but he's got two sacks and three hits to his own credit. And I really think, you know, with those two guys, if they're able to start winning their one-on-ones inside and Kansas city has got to start thinking about, okay, I gotta, I gotta help out, you know, these guys. And then you get a one-on-one with, uh, Pierre Paul or Shaq Barrett, um, or even time a blitz at the, you know, at the right time. And, and, you know, have, uh that linebacker there get after him, um, Devin White, when he gets after them, um, that's going to be the key. You know, get a big turnover early maybe, um, get things going, and um, I think that, that that's going to be a big matchup to talk about. So um, I'm, I'm really excited about that, and uh, we'll be right back. And we'll talk about the other side of the ball. We'll talk about what the GOAT can do, you know, Tom Brady against that Kansas City defense, because I'll tell you what, that Kansas City defense is uh, no slouch, and they got some mismatches that they're going to want to exploit against the Tampa Bay offense. So uh, go get a quick water or whatever it is, and uh, we'll be right back, and we'll be talking about that. All right, welcome back to the Peeves cast. We just got done uh, discussing Kansas City's offense versus Tampa Bay's defense. That means we're only halfway done. We got to still talk about Tampa Bay's offense versus Kansas City's defense here in Super Bowl Fifty Five, and of course, when we talk about Tampa Bay's offense, we got to talk right there with the goat, Tom Brady. This is his tenth Super Bowl. That's even hard for me to say, hard for me to believe. You know, even as I'm looking at this, ten Super Bowls, unbelievable. Hands down, he's the goat. He really, really is um you know we'll we'll kind of break this down here but um you know it all starts with him obviously um one thing i was very surprised i didn't realize he had as good of a season as he did um he had 40 touchdowns and only 12 interceptions with the 102 rating this year 43 years old posting up those kind of numbers on uh he just continues continues to impress just amazing so Uh, Let's look at it overall. Let's try not to all just gush over Tom Brady and the amazing job that he does and all the Super Bowls and and all that stuff. Let's look at uh, a holistic approach and and look at it there. So Tampa Bay's offense is third most in points per game, and they're second in pass yards per game. So where does that stack up to Kansas City? So uh, really crazy, Kansas City, they've given up the second fewest yards allowed to wide receivers. But they do have a weakness. They've allowed the fifth most to tight ends. And as you know, Tampa Bay has got a couple of really good ones, like Cameron Brayton and, and, and uh, Rob Gronkowski there. We'll talk about them. Uh, but let's go through the wide receivers, obviously. We want to be have the flashy guys out there, the guys that are out there you know, catching balls, scoring touchdowns, and things like that. You know, It's really going to be the highlight of it. I don't think it's going to really come down to what these guys do because I think they're going to have a completely different approach. Um, but I mean, you got to talk about the firepower and Tampa Bay stacks up extremely well when it comes to, you know, you know, matching receivers for receivers for your Kansas city you know, Kansas city's got Tyree kill. They got Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, uh, Pringle, Tampa Bay's got some good ones of their own. They got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, and a guy by the name of Scotty Miller look out for him. I think he's going to, he's going to shock a lot of people don't know how fast he is. He's sneaky fast. Um uh, if you're wondering if you don't recognize the name Scotty Miller, you can ask any Packers fan what happened at the end of ha- uh right before halftime where Scotty Miller, you know, went right down the the left sideline there and you know scored a touchdown. It's a huge play in the game. So, uh watch out for a guy like him. But Antonio Brown, that's curious to me. He's been on the injury report all week. You know, he's only played 8 games this year. But if you look at those eight games, he's really done well and done well recently. So over the course of those eight games, he's got 45 catches for 483 yards and four touchdowns. But he does have four touchdowns in the last five games. So you know he's coming in there hot. You know he is a good receiver. He's a big-time playmaker, you know, in his his days in Pittsburgh. Um, His little stint in, in, you know, Oakland slash Las Vegas. You know, it's kind of what people, uh, you know, got him, you know, kind of not thinking about him. But that guy is a big-time receiver, and he will make some big-time plays. So you look at all four of those guys, they can do something. Of course, you got Mike Evans. To me, he's a physical matchup for Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City's got some big corners, but Mike Evans stacks up well against them. He he had 70 catches for just over 1,000 yards, so kind of not, you know, that the outing that he usually has, but he's been consistent. Uh, I want to say five of last six years, he's had over a thousand yards, and of course thirteen touchdowns. He's going to be a good, you know, red red zone target to Tom Brady. And we're going to talk about just how successful Tampa Bay has been in the red zone uh, when they get down there, um, and that that's going to be a big mismatch, uh, in my opinion. Uh, matter of fact, let's just talk about it right now. So uh, when you look at the red zone. You know they get down there. Tom Brady he doesn't he he doesn't throw interceptions down there. He doesn't turn over the ball. You know that, that's something you expect from a guy like him. Uh, but as a team, you know they don't they don't turn over the ball um, and they score a lot of touchdowns when they get down there. They don't kick a lot of field goals. Which remember what I said earlier, you got to score when you got the ball. If you're holding Patrick Mahomes down, you got to score some touchdowns. And this is where Tampa Bay I think has a, a real advantage because they are seventh in red zone touchdowns. You look on the other side of the ball, this is a big deal to me. There's not a lot of Super Bowl teams that are ranked dead last in a category like this that you know that make it there. They they just don't. They they usually don't make it this far. But the Kansas City Chiefs are dead last in the league and allowing touchdowns when teams get down there. So that that to me, that's that's a mismatch. Tampa Bay, they're gonna want to get down there. They're gonna want to uh, to score some touchdowns, and, and they definitely have the ability. When you look at the stats over the whole season, you know that's been an area where Kansas City has really struggled, and Tampa Bay has ex- ex- excelled. And they got a lot of weapons to be able to do it with. Um, so, you know, kind of alluding to what I did a minute ago, they've they've allowed the fifth most um, yards to tight ends. So you get down in that red zone, and you got two good ones. You know, Cameron Brayton and Rob Gronkowski. You know, they can make you pay. You got a big receiver on the outside, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. Who, who this uh, this postseason? He's had a lot of drops, so I'm curious how he's going to react to the, this stage of the Super Bowl and, and what he's you know what he's thinking. He knows, I, I guarantee you that that guy's been stewing on this for two weeks. I'm uh, not really you know been a, been living up to his expectations, I'm sure, but also Tom Brady's because you know those are through the roof. Um, so I'm curious, Chris Godwin, you know, if he has a drop early, how is he going to react? Um, or is he going to be a guy that, that you know, forgets about it, snaps out of that, um, and, and really makes some plays? So that that's a big deal. Um, but I want to go back to that Week 12 matchup between Tampa Bay and, and Kansas City. You know, I, I think you can talk a lot about, you know, hey, these guys matched up before and, and, and how that goes. Here's a big deal. You know, we Tampa Bay – they got all these receivers. They like to throw around the ball. Uh crazy stat here. Nine point three intended air yards for Tom Brady. So he is throwing the ball down the field, forty three years old. He is throwing the ball down the field, um, over, you know, close to nine to ten yards every time that he he, he chucks it up there. And that's the first in the NFL. So you think about Patrick Mahomes and how they have a lot of explosive plays, you know, Tom Brady He's not sitting there dinking and dunking, which I know Drew Brees got a lot of slack for, uh, but Tom Brady has not done that. He's got a lot of weapons, and they actually have 67 completions of 20-plus yards. So they match up there. But where I'm getting at with this, you know, if you're going to try to beat Patrick Mahomes, you can't let that guy have the ball. If you let him have the ball, drive after drive after drive, play after play after play, he's always on the field, he's going to hurt you. Like I said earlier— he will find a way you can keep him down but you're not going to keep him out of the whole game. You're not going to shut him down the whole game. He will show up and he will make you pay at some point. It's just the extent of when and how bad is that going to happen and if you were even able to contain him at all. That guy is ridiculous. So if you're looking at this and you're saying okay, we got all these weapons at receiver, you know, this should be a shootout. You know, people this should be a shootout. You know, I'm I'm looking at this and I think the opposite when you look at that that previous matchup and where Tampa Bay really lost the game, in my opinion, they only had seventy five rush yards. Which means you're you're throwing the ball around. Now they did get out to uh you know, Kansas City came out to a seventeen point lead, and I think that might have had some things to do with it. But Kansas City held the ball for thirty six minutes, uh, of possession time in week twelve. So you gotta you gotta think that Tampa Bay is gonna have to come up with a game plan where they're they're really going to be able to run the ball, um, you know, and and keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand, and and let Tom Brady kind of do his thing and and kind of manage the game. You know, maybe Tom Brady doesn't throw for three hundred yards, maybe it's like two fifty, but you know, what Ronald Jones might might have a good game. You know, he was he was only uh, about twenty two yards shy of a thousand yards this season. He's got seven touchdowns. Um, then you also got Leonard Fournette there, which Leonard Fournette's interesting to me because. I think he's a better blocker as far as picking up blitzes. And uh, Kansas City really likes to do that. So they – actually, Kansas City, um, they blitz 38, almost 39% of the time, which is fourth in the NFL. Um, And you look at that matchup, you know, they're going to try to get after Brady. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, Patrick Mahomes does well against the Blitz. And my first thought was, oh, I can't wait to see what Tom Brady does against the Blitz. I can't wait. You know, he's going to make him pay if they blitz. Not so much. You know, when Blitz this year, Tom Brady's only had an 81.8 rating, which is 20th in the NFL, so it's in the lower half. So that might be a little bit of kryptonite there. So obviously Tampa Bay's not going to get want to get in some you know real pass-heavy situations. Going back to what I was saying a minute ago, they're going to want to run the ball. And I think they have a distinct matchup uh, difference up front. Um, they have a really good offensive line. Um, that I that I really think could could do some things against the chiefs so um, let's start off with their left tackle you know you always, I think you always got to start off with the left tackle um, but he was a 71 rating in, in PFF so really really good spot that's out of a that's out of a 100 so 71 rating is really good um, their right tackle Tristan worse he's the 11th best right tackle those guys are good they're in the they're in the top 30 percent of the league. But they're not even the best offensive lineman. Ali Marfett uh, is the third best guard according to Pro Football Focus. And if we talk about running the ball, your guards have got to be able to, to move some people off the ball and push them back. A really interesting stat. I'm looking this up, and I, I, I had to look at it a, a couple different times. You know, I, I think, you know, Tampa Bay's got all these weapons. They they must be pretty balanced. They throw the ball. They run the ball. You know, they actually have the fourth-fewest rushing attempts. So I, I'm really curious uh, where Bruce Arians is going to take this because, in my opinion, I think he's got to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes, and in doing so, uh, he's got to be able to run the ball effectively. He's got to be able to do stuff. And, and I really think that Kansas City has a little chink in their armor there uh, because they give up about four point five yards a carry, which is 20th uh, in the NFL now I, I do think that 's a little deceiving because when you think about it you know kansas city they' they 're fourteen and two throughout the year they, they, they score a lot of points. they had ten games where they scored thirty plus points, so they don 't really play from behind you know that often, and so i don 't think teams really get a chance to to run the ball on them, so it 's curious when they do, it is four point five yards a carry. It's in the, the, the lower half, you know, twentieth. 122 point one yards per game. So when you take a look at that, to me that's that's concerning. Between that and having uh the 32nd, so basically the worst in the NFL red zone defense, that's a big deal. And not to mention they're not very good on third down either. They're seventeenth third down, so you know, right there the midpoint, but they're allowing teams to stay on the field, which Keeps Patrick Mahomes off the field. They have a really great third down percentage. You know Patrick Mahomes does, uh, but you know Tom Brady is actually he's eleventh best on third down, and he gets it done. You know he's got a hundred and two rating. You know with the forty touchdowns, uh, twelve picks. My my big thing is I don't think Tampa Bay is going to want to be in situations where Kansas City is going to be able to to really go after him and, and blitz him. Uh, and and what I mean by that are you know some obvious passing downs things like that where they don't have to worry about the play action they don't have to worry about uh, a couple different things and you know let's not let's not forget you know Tom Brady's a goat he's he's a lot of things but one thing he is not he is not mobile Uh, and that's one thing Patrick Mahomes he can kind of run around and get away from some of those pressures but Tom Brady he's not going to be able to get away from a lot of that stuff he really gets back to his spot um, and and relies on on the protection to be able to get that ball down the field so uh, in my opinion I think Tampa Bay is going to want to run the ball well. Um they're going to want to establish that early. Um uh, one of those uh one of those stats um you know play action. Tom Brady's going to want to be uh be able to take advantage of some play action. Um he's going to want to get their guys cuz I'll tell you what, Kansas City does have a pretty decent pass rush. They're they're tied for 10th in quarterback hits. They only have 32 sacks. So they don't always get there and sack the quarterback, but they got 99 hits, which means they're making that quarterback uncomfortable. So when you talk about a hit or a pressure, uh, that's really taking the quarterback off his spot and altering the thrower when he wants to throw it and where he wants to throw it, Um, and then also being able to hit him. So if you think back to when Tom Brady has struggled in his Super Bowl career, I mean, just really in general, you can say this about any quarterback, but Tom Brady specifically – is when he he's had pressure in his face so they might not get to him and sack him but they're going to hit him and make him uncomfortable um they don't have a lot of guys that really jump off the page as far as getting big sack numbers I, I know chris jones um you know i hate saying his name you know he he really ruined last super bowl for me and you know i almost feel like you know, that guy, that guy really won the game for them last year. He absolutely did. He may not always get there. He's only got seven and a half sacks this year, but he's got two forced fumbles. But the thing you've got to worry about Chris Jones, he likes to tip a lot of balls. He gets his hands up there uh, when he's not able to get to the quarterback, and he, he plays on the interior defensive line. He can get his hand up there and tip that ball and affect some things. And, of course, you got Frank Clark. This guy always seems to show up in the big moments. He really does. He doesn't have a ton of huge stats. He's not that guy that you're going to look on the stat sheet and say, oh, man, Frank Clark, he's a beast. You know, I, I, I want him on my Madden team because he's going to just light it up. You know, he doesn't. He only, he's only got six sacks on the season. He's got two forced fumbles. But I'll tell you what, that guy shows up in some big moments. He may only get one sack in the game, but I promise you it's going to be in a big, big moment. So be on the lookout for those two guys. Rushing the passer, um, but I, I do think that Tampa Bay's got a uh, an advantage on, on both sides of the ball when it comes into the trenches. You know they got a really good offensive line. Um, they've only allowed uh, let's see how many sacks have they given? they only allowed twenty two sacks, which is the fourth best in the NFL. So they've been protecting Tom Brady. I mean, obviously you get, you want to protect a guy like that, uh, but they they've been successful at it. They've uh, so. I don't know how much they're going to be able to get to Brady, but um, I imagine I would not be shocked to see that blitz percentage pick up and and try to get after him with uh, w- after looking at this. So Tampa Bay's offense, if they have a game plan, they got to be running the ball. They do match up well uh, th- throwing it. I, I will take a. There's one guy I really want you guys to to hear about, and I don't think a lot of people have heard about him. Number one, because he's a rookie. And he wasn't a high-profile rookie either, and that's Lejarius Sneed. This guy was picked out in the fourth round, 138th overall, out of Louisiana Tech. Say, so, hey, who is this guy? I'm sure that if you watch the playoffs, you might have heard his name, but uh, it's not a huge name. But this guy has made a huge impact to the Kansas City Chiefs this season. He's a pretty big guy. He's a he's a he's a corner. They've actually played him in the slot this year, but he has the best rating. Uh, you know, when teams try to throw against him, 53.4 rating. Um, and he's got three interceptions. He's made some really big plays for them. So he's going to play in that slot. So I'm curious. You know, he'll probably match up against uh, Chris Godwin, uh, maybe Antonio Brown if they put him in the slot, or even Scotty Miller. Uh, but that's a, that's a huge guy. That's a guy I want you guys to really pay attention to because he's an up and comer. I definitely think uh, he's going to make an impact on that game. Uh, and then, of course, on the outside, you got uh, Basad, uh, Bashad Breeland, uh, who He's kind of had a modest rating against him, 90.3. So people have had some success on him, but not too much where you, you go, okay, this guy's a liability. Uh, two interceptions. Uh, Rashad Fenton um, is another corner out there. Um, he's uh, 82.4 rating allowed. He's got an interception. Um, but Legarius Sneed has been that guy uh, that is really – come on for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's been a nice surprise, you know, Be able to get him in the fourth round, and it's been a nice addition to their secondary. But for, of course, if I'm, uh, I'm going to talk about Kansas City's defense, i got to talk about Tyron out. This guy uh, is an X-factor. He's all over the field. He can really make a lot of different things happen. He, he, he's been really great in the past. He comes up in the run, and this guy's a turnover machine. He knows where that ball is going. He's got six interceptions on the season. So, Tom Brady, I'm sure when he gets up to that line, and I don't have to tell him this, he knows, but he's going to be wanting to know where that guy is, where Tyron Matthau is. He's going to want to know where he is. But if there's a a, a little chink in the armor in the secondary, it's Juan Thornhill. Uh, he's given up. He's he, in my opinion, he's the weak link, and I'm going to want to know who he's matched up on, who he's over top because he's given up a 121.7 rating. He's only got one pick, but he's the weak link on that on that ding, uh, that defense. Um, of course, you always got to worry about Daniel Sorensen. You know, just like Tyron Mathow, he gets around that ball. He, you know, he's got the interceptions. But Ty, uh, D- Daniel Sorensen, you know, he he's that guy that knocked out that ball. Um, you know, against the Cleveland Browns, the Browns are starting to come back in the game. Uh, the guys leaning for the pylon. Daniel Sorensen was the guy that knocked that ball out and caused that to, uh, to be a turnover for uh, you know for the Browns and uh, in Kansas City's favor. So he's got. 91 tackles, three interceptions, two forced fumbles. So they like to blitz him too. So not just uh, the honey badger, but th- this uh, Daniel Sorensen guy. He's all over the place. He, he kind of is like a hybrid safety linebacker. Um, th- they use him all over. So Tom's going to want to know exactly where, where he is. So all in this, we're, we've been talking about all these receivers, these quarterbacks are amazing, these defenses, where, where they do well, where they don't do so well. I think it's going to be a close game. I really do. Tom Brady's Super Bowls are usually decided by less than a touchdown. I want to say that he averages uh, 24.6 points in his Super Bowls, uh, but they allow like 23. So obviously he wins more than he's lost, but it's a close, close margin, uh, a victory there. So we got to take a look at special teams. We got to. There, There's so many different variables. You look at this. I don't see a blowout coming. I really don't. I think both of these offenses, you know, barring anybody making some crazy mistakes, which would be very uncharacteristic for both of these quarterbacks. Um, so let's take a look at the special teams because I really think that Kansas City's got an advantage when it comes to special teams, um, and actually in the return game specifically. So Tampa Bay's special teams in the return game, so basically when they're trying to defend an opposing return team, They've given up 33.6 yards per return. That is the worst in the NFL, which means these guys are getting more yards than than anybody when when Tampa Bay kicks off. So that means good field position most likely for Mahomes. You never want to give that guy a short field. But there's potential that Mahomes might not even have to go out and score a touchdown uh, on a particular drive because Nicole Hardman is a really good returner. And actually, when you pair this up, Kansas City's return team, so mostly because of McCole Hardman, uh, they're 25.8 yards per return, which is the fifth most in the NFL. And that guy, I mean, of course, added to the track team, he is fast. And he can get, he, once he finds a crease, he can go. So I would not be shocked if you saw a big return or a return for a touchdown from McCole Hardman. And... It could be a point that really is at a critical point in the game, um, so that keep an eye out for that. Um, and of course, we got to take a look at these kickers. Now, the kickers are my worst subject. I hate kickers. I hate them so bad. I mean, these guys are out there. You know, everybody else is practicing, going to meetings, running around, and all this. And these guys are just over there, you know, just kicking, barely breaking a sweat. They're stretching. Oh, the, let's go get the Gatorade. And then, of course, a big game comes right down to these guys, and you got to remember his face, his name, and hopefully you know him because that means he's a good kicker and it's kind of stuck around. Both these guys got pretty good ones, so I wouldn't be too mad if these guys were on my team. But, God, I, I really hate kickers. You know, they they just irritate me. Anyway, uh, Tampa Bay's kicker, Ryan Suckup, uh, he's, he's made 90.3% of his field goals, so pretty good. So 9 out of 10. Uh, he is one of two from 50 yards, so uh, I don't I don't think he's had that many attempts. Obviously, two. Uh, he's 50% in that area, but I, I think in the longer range, when it comes down to Kansas City, uh, Harrison Butker, um, he's he's a slightly better percentage in, in making him, so 92.6. Uh, but he is four of four from 50 plus, so he's got a big leg on him, and not only that, but he's accurate. So uh, it could come. I mean, it, think about if it comes down to a 50-yard field goal, and you got Butker kicking it, uh, you if you're Kansas city, you should feel pretty good about that. Um, you know, Tampa Bay, uh, I don't think you'd want that necessarily. Um, but he's capable of making them. So, um, right there. So, you know, we've talked about the offenses. We've even gotten some special teams and of course my loathing for kickers. Um, I can tell that story in another podcast if you like, but, uh, I guess it's it's time to, to pick. So, uh, after going through this entire thing, you know I, I've got pages and pages of notes here. Um, a lot of things to me point to Kansas City. It really, really does. But I'm not necessarily a guy that's going to go against Tom Brady. I mean, we're talking about the goat here, and this guy—he he knows how to win. He really, really knows how to win, and especially in the big game. This is not going to be too big for him. He knows what he has. I know this is his. his uh, you know, his first season there in Tampa Bay, but this is not his first Super Bowl. Like we said, it's his 10th. So I'm actually going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game, and I think it's going to be a little lower scoring that, uh, than people think, but I'm going to go with 31-27. to 27. Uh, Tampa Bay is able to win, and I think the key to that whole thing is is them scoring touchdowns in the red zone and forcing Kansas City to have to keep scoring touchdowns with them, which Kansas City can do, but if Patrick Mahomes has to go down there on, on a late drive and it's not a field goal that he has to get because I, I think Kansas City has the advantage in that and he's got to score a touchdown, that's going to be the big big deal. But I got Tom Brady winning his seventh ring over Patrick Mahomes. I think really solidifies uh, Tom Brady. I don't know if it's quite the passing of the torch quite yet for Mahomes. Um, I don't think that they're going to play bad. I think it's going to be a really good game to watch. I think there's going to be some big things that happen. Um, and I'm just really excited. So I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning 31 to 27. Hey, thank you guys so much for, for listening to me talk football. I, I really had a, a good time doing this. It's just me by myself here in this this room. And uh, thank you guys. I, this is a a big passion of mine. And I hope to continue doing this. Um, I'm always going to be excited to hear your guys' feedback, of course. And um, also as, as we get rolling through this, uh, some questions that you guys would like to ask and also some things that you guys might like to know because I want this to be pretty interactive and I hope to have some pretty fun guests on here uh, as well but uh for my first one uh I, I think we got through it okay and uh thanks again so much for listening and uh here's on to the Super Bowl and uh I'll have a reaction to it I'm sure so uh stay tuned and uh, thanks for listening guys